Turning the lens of the radio camera on the vast panorama of downtowns across Ontario. Zooming in to capture the living memories of Main Streets before they are lost forever. Traveling across the province in our storymobile for your tales of... Butchers and bakers and candlestick makers and buildings and heroes and side roads and weirdos and bars and stars and roads and cars and shops and cops and people who rock. Because what we have found is everyone around has one or two telling tales of the town. Come join us as we take a walk walk down down Main Street. Street. Welcome to Hamilton. I'm Allison. My name is Lisa Pijuan Namura, and I'm one of the story gatherers from Tale of a Town, Hamilton. There are many main streets to walk down in Hamilton. And over the next three years, our Storymobile will be visiting as many of them as possible. But maybe you can guess where we are today. Do you remember the Hillcrest Dining Hall? The great view from Sam Lawrence Park? Memories of former shops like Wolcott's Shoes, Wolf's Hardware, and So Low Sales? That's right. We're on Concession Street. Let's go for a walk. Okay, go ahead. How much batteries do you have in there? <laughs> My name is Terry Ann Kirsten. Hi, Ed Napoleon here. I'm Betty Toplak. Gordana Masik. Could you tell us a little bit about your memories of Concession Street? What's your earliest memory of Concession Street? It was a very, very busy street at that time. There were no vacancies on the street. We had three or four jewelry stores. We had furniture stores. We had, you name it, menswear stores. Uh, it was a thriving street. The street was packed with people walking up and down. Our store was extremely busy. Uh, and what about Concession? Would you go there as a uh, child at all? Yeah, we used to go to solo sales. and There was a Dairy Queen where the Tim Hortons is now. So we used to go there. <laughs> oh, I just thought of something. La Favorita Bakery. Okay. They had the best cakes, like, hands down, and the best icing. La Favorita, they used to have, like, the best Italian cookies and pastries. So we'd either grab a treat there or head over to the Zarkis. Oh, actually, there was another place that I forgot. There was a place called Sam's Pizzeria, which was owned by um, the Pervu family. Well, Olcott Shoes was on the corner of 21st and uh, Concession, and, and it was an institution. I can't remember if they had that machine where where you put your feet in and looked, looked down and saw your bones, and it was a regular old shoe store. It was theater in 50s. I came here in 80s, right? So right then it was used bicycle store <laughs> and used skate store for many years. So for our children growing up, we were there exchanging for the bigger bicycle. I remember Concession Street and uh, my dad loved the coconut cream pie. And he would buy that at, uh, at the Hillcrest restaurant. At lunchtime, all, a lot of the business people would meet up at the Hillcrest, which is where the Shoppers Drug Mart is now. And we'd have lunch together and we'd discuss business, and, you know, how things were going, and oh, we're so busy, we need, you know, we need to rest. And people looked forward to that every day. They'd go up and they'd sit in the dining room, we'd all talk and get together, and it was a really fun time. You've never seen a liquor store where you walked in and there would be a couple small tables, uh, stands, I guess you might want to call them and the people would have a chit of paper and they would write down what they wanted. You know, 357A, that was Bacardi rum. A, that was the white Bacardi. A meant that it was 40 ouncer. B meant that it was 26er. And C was a Mickey. On the stand would have been uh, a catalog of all the products that they had and and grouped together gin and this, you know, rum, vodka, and the, the few uh, different brands. And, and uh, you picked out what you wanted and and you never saw what you were getting until they brought it to you in a brown paper bag. And Flora is such a 
She's such a gracious woman and beautiful energy. So she was always very friendly and warm when we came in. And of course, like she knew my parents. So, you know, of course, you know, she, they would go in and then there's the familiarity. They would speak in Tagalog in the Philippine language. And then my mother would ask her, you know, do you have this, do you have that? And, and there was, um, it was very tight. Like it was, there was a lot of goods in that store. And, and I mean, it was very different than your regular North American grocery store. So, um, I don't know. There were just, it was just always interesting to me because there was always goods like that I'd never ever seen before. I wasn't born in the Philippines. So if you're born in Canada, like food is, is like such an entryway into that culture. So going there was like, was great. It was like an old store and it had the two rooms. So the one side was the candy and then the other side was all the, um, the cards and the gift wrap boxes. Well, okay, I'm gonna start with Solo Sales. Solo Sales, the very famous yellow store. Awesome place. It was, um, as a teacher, I would go in there and it would be, I used to, before the nutrition policy came out, I would buy all kinds of candy. So like three for a dollar, um, or there'd be the special ones. <laughs> there'd be like one that would shape like a toilet and the candies would come out so I'd know that the boys would want this one. That, I guess you really can't call a dollar store. It was sort of a cut above. It was like... They were a dollar store when there, nobody was a dollar store. An everything store. You'd go in there and there was all kinds of stuff. If you had a, a birthday party, if you had a... You needed shower decorations, you needed aluminum cups for uh, for baking. My grandmother uh, used to take me Christmas shopping for my family. Obviously a kid, you're buying cheap stuff for everybody, so uh, that's my Whenever memory. Whenever you went into the store, I remember the wife was always behind the cash and the husband was always stocking. He was always running back and forth, back and forth. Um, they would know me, like so you'd walk in and it's all here you are again. And they'd say, oh we got this new candy and we got this new, you gotta try this. And, and it was just they seemed to know everyone. Like whoever walked in the store, there was always conversations going on. So they were very like neighborhood friendly. But if anybody needed anything for a birthday party, you went there and you got it. And uh, from the helium filled, filled balloons to all the fixings for loot bags, eh? they had it. Yeah, they had it. That was one stop. Our favorite spot that everyone has memories of is the Hillcrest Restaurant. There was a restaurant right at the corner of Upper Wentworth and Concession called the Hillcrest. Oh, the Hillcrest was here, yeah. Well, what an institution that was. One of the better things on Wentworth and Concession was the Hillcrest Restaurant. People got to know you, you'd go into the Hillcrest and they knew what you, what you liked and what you didn't like and they'd always have your special seat for you. And, and it was a large restaurant with uh, very nice banquet rooms. Outside it kind of looked almost a movie theater like with the entrance off the corner and that so it was, it was a bricked outside. The main entrance was right at the corner so it was on a, the doors would have been on a diagonal at the corner of Wentworth and Concession. Inside it was um, 
Kind of old school looking. It, it was, was a dark, sort of dark restaurant, um, you know, very uh, indicative of, of the 70s where you go in. If I remember correctly, they had the wallpaper, you know, that was kind of the embellished, the velvet sort of uh, wallpaper. I can remember even being upstairs and, and seeing, they never had that much storage, but they would have those big white wicker chairs that uh, you'd, you'd uh, you know, the bride would sit at, they, the huge ones that... Uh, yeah, they'd be stuck in a corner somewhere that when they didn't need them. And that was a very popular restaurant uh, back in, let's say, the late '60s, early '70s, especially for bridal showers. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of weddings and celebrations would have taken place at the Hillcrest Restaurant. Living on Upper Wentworth, we were also uh, fortunate enough to see the wedding parties as they as they came in and out. And you'd be going, oh, look at that dress. Oh, look at those colors on those bridesmaids' dresses and things. So that was also entertainment. My sister and I both had bridal showers there. I think we had our grade seven graduation dinner there. <laughs> we went over to Hillcrest and had, uh, I think it was confirmation or, or graduation from grade school or something like that. A lot of celebrations there. Um, I think I vaguely recall a few weddings, having attended a few weddings at the Hillcrest. As a matter of fact, when we got married, that's where we had our wedding reception was upstairs in the Hillcrest. Well, one thing that really stands out is at lunchtime, all, a lot of the business people would meet up at the Hillcrest, which is where the Shoppers Drug Mart is now. That was a meeting place. People looked forward to that every day. They'd go up and they'd sit in the dining room, we'd all talk and get together, and it was a really fun time. It was one of the better places in Hamilton to come. And they had, at lunchtime, they always had the, uh, they were known for their buffet. Probably the first buffet we've ever went to. Yes. Which was very good on Sunday mornings for the breakfast. Yeah, the food was always great. So you went in and you paid $7.99, you get all you wanted to eat, shrimp and roast beef. The food was always great, uh, of, or particularly the lasagna. My dad loved the coconut cream pie. The one thing we really loved about the Hillcrest was the Waldorf salad with raisins and apples, and I don't know why that sticks in my mind, because I think perhaps it wasn't something that we, growing up in an Italian household, were, would normally eat. I just remember that uh, they had the best cheesecake I had ever tasted. Oh, they had the roast beef, their roast beef they were noted for. It was probably the meatloaf or Salisbury steak thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. the roast beef buffet with potatoes, vegetables, everything. It was like really homemade. I think the shrimp. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they always had a big bowl of shrimp and they always complained because we always finished them off, but <laughs> they replenished it after we left. <laughs> They were also multifunctional, that uh, musical groups were there. Oh yes, we went to the Hellcrest that whole year when they had the big bands come in. Remember seeing the platters? They had good bands there, they had really good bands come in. Groups came and played at that venue on Concession Street and and uh, it was pretty good. Well, you could get up if you want. There was a small stage there, but you know, it was listening to the good music, and Ronnie Hawkins and all that that played there, and you know, the Ink Spots, and you know, all the old, all the old bands and the old ones that come in. Uh, absolutely, yeah, they had everything there. That was a historic place. We used to have family yeah, dinners them sometimes, yeah. They just tore it down uh, recently. Beautiful place, right? But, you know, it, it closed down and the shoppers moved up there. 
Oh, the Hillcrest is now a Shoppers Drug Mart. It's nice that they left the little uh, brick thing there in front of Shoppers now, just as a reminder. But you know, they left the plaque there in the street Hillcrest, so that's kind of nice they left that uh, plaque right in the street. The cheesecake stands out. It still stands out. I don't think I have had cheesecake that good. Nothing like, like the old, uh, <laughs> the old Hillcrest. We all love movies, and the community on concession is no exception. Though the name may have changed a few times over the years, the movie theater is still going strong. That was actually one of the highlights. Every Saturday, we would be out at the Mountain Theater. Ah, uh, the movie theater. Mountain Theater. I think so. Yeah. I think so. The movie yes. theater, yes. In fact, that was the first movie I think I was ever brought to. Yes, the movie theater and I are uh, very close. Oh, yes, yeah. It was the York at that time. It was the York and then the Mountain. The theater, we would walk over. Oh, the theater was great. Like, we could go there for shows. And it was just a gentle walk. Well, it had an old vintage look. To it. I liked it because it was small, it was quaint, it was little, it was old, and it was nice. It was always a small theater. It didn't have an outrageous concession stand, which can, as a kid is always the cool thing, right? You know, when you buy your popcorn and stuff. But it was old school. It was nice. It had a big screen and, uh, you know, a nice bolt inside. And, uh, and, and it was busy, you know. And Saturdays, the kids would be lined up to go in there for the Saturday matinee. I remember in particular going with, with the kids, like with all, with all of us. We'd have a great time. It was just so exciting. Around uh, 1951, I think I was 11, I got a job at the uh, theater. Bellhausen was the manager, and she lived over top of the theater, and she always brought us down popcorn Friday nights. And you couldn't wait to get that popcorn, eh? and then sit in your seat, and the popcorn's gone before the show starts, of course, right? And then you're going, why did I do that? I sold ice cream bars at uh, intermission because uh, there was no air conditioning. They think it started off that it was 10 cents for admission, popcorn, and a pop, and then the last that I had gone, I think it was up to maybe 25 cents. She always had the special tickets, less expensive for us when we wanted to go to the show. That was the big perk to the job. I had free access six days a week. My job was to change the marquee and also change the posters. As I, I got older, I was given the responsibility of composing the sign. It was good to have a byline that would catch the uh, people's eyes and, uh, you know, oh, I want to go and see that movie. I remember the first movie I saw there was, uh, was a double feature. It was uh, Burnt Offerings with Karen Black and The Spy Who Loved Me. Yes, there was going to see Brigadoon. I can always remember watching uh, Kim Novak in a movie called Picnic. And I remember going there and watching Thoroughly Modern Millie with my mom. Star Wars. We went and saw Star Wars there. Yeah. A long time ago. A lot of the old movies. Bing Crosby and things like that. That's a lot of the old movies, yeah. The one I miss is the movie palace because when I first met my boyfriend, we went to the movie palace. We came, my niece said, what are you doing? I'm going out for my first date in 50 years. I was really happy when the movie palace first opened up. I was one of the first people to run over there and get a membership when he first was doing memberships and he was selling and he was renting 
old movies on the big screen for the first time. So it was huge because I'm an old movie fan. So it was neat to see. I saw Casablanca on the big screen, and I was so pumped. And uh, and then when the new King Kong came out, they played the old King Kong, the original. And uh, I took my boys there to see the original one first before I took it, and then we went and saw the other one. So that was kind of neat. It's unfortunate it didn't work out for them, but it was an awesome idea. The theater that was there that we never went to originally, but when we moved here, um, 10 years ago or whatever after they, they were doing something and we, I remember walking by and seeing the sign about the building for sale and theater in the back which at the time we didn't know, know existed so we were we kind of thought we should buy the building and open up the theater but someone else beat us to someone it someone beat us to <laughs> it someone with more money first yeah. people who opened the store they were from Burlington they were movie enthusiasts so they want to, to do it again as it was uh, they kept it for I don't know how many years, unfortunately, the big ones killed the small business because they couldn't get the new releases and all that. But then they closed it, so the other uh, couple took it, two of them. They have a different idea. It's more like get sing together, this and that. It's great. We went there when, last year when they opened for Valentine. We went together. It was great. As far as I know, it hasn't really changed that much. No, no. Oh, we get uh, flowers. Uh, it was, uh, what was there? Uh, you, somebody was singing, yeah. They always have some local singers. Somebody was singing. It was Casablanca of all movies, which we love it. It was really a great day. The Zoetic Theater is a great place to see a movie or a show. We've seen DNTO. Uh, from CBC there, we've seen a couple Hitchcock movies there and everything. Mm -hmm. So we're still we're trying we're trying we're in the area all the time because it's such a it seems like it's changing so much and is trying to become um, what a lot of the other areas of the city are like with uh, you know they're very cultural and and have a lot of uh, startup businesses and that type of thing. So we're, it, we're we hope it keeps growing that way because it's that's why we moved back to the area. Lots of fond memories there, yeah, and it's it's still there to, to some degree. One really special aspect of the neighborhood around Concession Street is the fantastic view from up on the mountain brow. I love the view, like when you just go down to Mountain Park where we are now and you can see the whole city and... Ah, the brow. There's pictures of me as a babe in arms with my grandparents there and the rest of the family, just young kids, so... The brow is really, it's the escarpment of the mountain and it overlooks the entire city of Hamilton. The, the mountain brow there by uh, the Wellington or Upper James, Upper, upper Wellington, Upper James, um, that actually the second day in Canada, that's where my uncle took us. So, you know what? I've been on concession. <laughs> Second day I've arrived in Canada. It's just so beautiful being able to see the whole um, downtown Hamilton from an escarpment. Uh, what I did when I was going through school is I had a dog, so um, I would walk the dog through that park every morning at six or seven o'clock in the morning, and fond memory. As, an, uh, as a little kid, everything is magic and wonder, and you're experiencing everything for the first time. Um, when I look back at the youth, uh, youthful time. Uh, I see pictures and things like that. I'm like, oh, I remember that, but not as the, maybe the child. The parks around are so great, and 
the people on concession are so friendly and there's a great coffee shop that we go to a lot, the Relay Coffee Shop. Relay Coffee, I go in there. They're always friendly, they're great. I like the Relay Coffee Shop. Me too. Jones Soda, <laughs> air conditioning, and the people there are very nice. Jason, the owner, he's a hoot. <laughs> you really have to go in and meet Jason. It's just a sense of community that I love, that I don't ever want to leave. Yeah, it feels like downtown on the mountain, I guess, kind of yeah. thing. Uh, a lot of the people in this neighborhood raised their families here, and they were grandparents here, and uh, their children would buy houses in this neighborhood, um, and then the grandparents would move on. And, and now what we're seeing is a whole new generation of people. Well, it actually seems to be evolving back to what I remember the street as being. Because we, when we grew up, we would hang out downtown all the time, so it was easy to catch a bus and, and go down to Jackson Square and then go along James and King and go along all the theaters that used to be there and all the stores, and so that always had that feel along concession as well. Even more so now with the coffee shop there and the theater and, and that type of thing. So it's, it's, like, it's like the cultural, uh, I guess the cultural value of downtown up here where a lot of it's strip malls and not so smart centers and that kind of thing where you're like, you know, you never want to go there. Whereas concessions is a place where it keeps drawing you back. So if they can get in some, you know, make it a destination like a lot of the... Yeah, of the and I'd rather downtown. support a family-owned business than a big strip mall corporation where, you know, I want to go in and see the people that have their kids behind the counter and, you know, know your name and stuff. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you would like to see in this neighborhood? I want the construction to end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, know, we always like seeing bookstores and record stores, even yes. though they may not be uh, the most uh, financially viable business to start up. So, but those are always nice to yeah. see. Yeah. Maybe a couple more restaurants and, yeah. you know, something that we can frequent more often instead of like, well, we can go every couple of weeks or I'd rather go like maybe every couple of days. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. To hear more tales and to find out when the Storymobile is coming to your town, visit www.thetaleofatown.com. Special thanks to Cobalt Connects, the Ontario Arts Council, and the Ontario Trillium Foundation for the generous support of our project. And to everyone in Hamilton who supported our performance installation at Supercrawl and took the time to share their stories. You can find a complete list on our website. The Tale of a Town is created and produced by Fixed Point and developed in collaboration with the National Arts Centre to capture the collective community memory of Canada's main streets, one story at a time. This episode featured original music by Jake Nickel and was produced by Charles Ketchaba and me, Alison Broverman, in collaboration with the creative team including Lisa Pijuan Nomura. Thanks for listening. <laughs>